1: Great to be back with you folks. With me again is Pastor Stephen Huffman, the outreach pastor at the greatest church in America and the world, uh, Moningside Baptist Church in Greenville, South Carolina. Pastor Huffman has really been covering some subjects. So we, we went through dating, we went through Uh, two days of that. We went through engagement. We talked about marriage for a day, and now we're at a place. And uh, just a few minutes ago, I said to Pastor Huffman, I said, how do we go into this last day uh, of this broadcast? What should we talk about? And he he mentioned there's some biggies in marriage, and we started covering them. So I'm kind of putting him on the spot, and we're going to try to touch on the biggies in marriage. So uh, we're going to let Pastor Huffman, and, and I might ask some questions. I might stay out of his way a little bit, may comment as well. But why don't we go ahead and do that? pastor and and call this uh biggies in marriage how does that work for you let's do it all right here we go uh i guess what i want to ask first is what are the biggies in marriage i think the first one that comes to everybody's mind is that one person physical relationship intimacy uh how do we remain godly how do we remain relevant how do we remember remain passionate i mean i don't know where you're going with that but give us a try
2: yeah i think um sex is one of the biggies in marriage and uh, finances are one of the biggies in marriage. Communication, uh, one of the biggies in marriage. Um, parenting, uh, and we may talk about uh, a little bit of parenting, but maybe in future broadcasts we to cover that even more. And I know you started out with, with sex, Doug, but I want to back up and talk about communication. Okay. Because I think that really can help lay the groundwork for some of these other biggies. Um, and Ephesians tells us to speak the truth in love. Yeah. And I think one of the, one of the basics that happens in marriage is you have to communicate with each other. There are so many biggies that you're dealing with, whether it's finances or sex or parenting or careers or, and if you don't communicate, it's going to be hard to address these other biggies because you're not talking about it or you're not talking about it in a godly way. So you have to speak. So guess what? That means that clamming up is not an option. Yeah. You can't just well, what's wrong? Nothing. Yeah. You know, can we talk about it? No. I mean, you, you can't go into a clam up mode. But on the other hand, you've got to speak the truth in love. So blowing up is not an option. You, you can't just, you know, be uh, like a volcano and you never know when that person's going to erupt and they're not going to be at the base of this volcanic uh, eruption from their, from their mouth and get burned in the process. So you have to speak, but you can't uh, clam up and you can't uh, blow up. But you have to speak the truth as well. So there's not room for deception and lying There's got to be transparency and honesty uh, with each other. Uh, So you've got to learn to communicate. And you read more in Ephesians, and it talks about um, being kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. There's got to be a willingness to be uh, forgiving of each other. Believe me, I've had to say multiple times to my wife, and thankfully my wife has said to me, where we're apologizing to one another. We realize that we're sinners we hurt each other. We say things that we shouldn't say. I remember uh, one time, um, I think it was a Saturday, and I don't know ex- all the circumstances, but I wasn't acting godly, and my wife was like, you're not going to be ready for communion tomorrow. I mean, she was calling me on the carpet for, you, you know, you're, you're not right here. Yeah. And you know what? It's okay to have a spouse. Husbands, you need to be okay for your wife to speak truth into your life, even if you're the pastor. Yeah, You know, you need somebody that can speak truth in your life. Like you're not acting godly right now. And men and women, you need to be willing to own up and say, I apologize. I was wrong. Please forgive me. So there's got to be this basis of communication with each other. Because if you can't communicate, you're going to have a hard time talking about finances and sex and children and careers and health issues. Because you've never learned how to talk with each other. And you've got to watch your tone of how you talk your body speaks your body language speaks the tone of your voice speaks your facial expressions speak so how are you talking uh to each other even in your body language and you know slamming doors and rolling eyes and driving away from the house in a huff and peeling tires on the truck as you drive away i mean you're talking uh throwing things you know listen that kind of stuff doesn't need to happen in a christian home
1: that's right and 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 just just saying uh one of the most wonderful things about marriage is there's nothing off uh, off the table. Everything's there. You talk about everything. You lift everything up when you're when your feelings are hurt. When your buddies have let you down. When the job isn't going the way it should. That's why you have a wife. That's why you have a husband. I mean, you just bring that up and you put it out there. There, there's nothing we hold back. When your body doesn't feel right. When there's things you don't want. When there's things you do want. Um, I've learned it and learning that as I became a Christian and studying marriage, I'm at the point where, and, 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 you know, you're going to say, Doug, you've been married 40 years and you're right. But, but I'm at the point where I wish that I had been so much more outgoing as a younger person in marriage where there's nothing uh, that's not on the table. You know, we're going to, we're going to talk about everything in our lives. I, I do that now. I'll come home and say, you know, so-and-so bothered me. We went through a real traumatic situation in our lives just a few years ago. And, and and I'll tell you, I found myself, in a way, holding back some information from Debbie, and it hit me. And I said, what am I doing? You know, so, of course, I went there and she said, you know, I've been crying about that myself every night. And so yeah. from that point forward, we moved forward.
2: It's great that God gives you a partner to do life with, and... So praise the Lord. I mean, He knew that we men didn't need to be alone. Yeah. So communicate, but you know, once you establish a a a pattern of biblical communication, you're more ready to handle some of these other biggies in marriage. And intimacy would be one of those those biggies. I mean, uh, just from a practical standpoint, uh, I would encourage you to maybe reach out to some Christian literature that can help you just understand the mechanics of. Of intimacy, you know. Don't assume you know it all. Hopefully, yeah. your parents gave you some good instruction yeah. to, to guide you. Um, but you, you know, what a, what about? Uh, I, I was counseling a couple uh, one time that they were having, you know, sexual difficulty. Uh, you know, she needed to go see her doctor. Mm. Uh, was my advice. So, you know, so be be prepared to get some medical. Um, Advice, Maybe there's something going on with your body that you need some medical attention. You know, your pastor, you know, praise the Lord for your pastors, but we're not medical doctors. Most doctors and pastors are not the same person. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so, you know, I'm not the right person to give you medical advice on, Hey, what's going on with your body? You know, here's some advice we, or help that we can give you. So maybe you need to get some medical attention to more fully enjoy intimacy because there's something medical uh, going on. So don't be afraid to seek that uh, that medical help if, if you need it. But many times um, the breakdown in an MSC is not a medical problem. It's really more of a relationship problem. Yeah. And uh, so that's – my dad, I think, was on a plane one time reading a book, and I think the name of the book was Sex Begins in the Kitchen. <laughs> you know, you may be like, wow, that sounds like a great book. But, you know, I think basically the idea of the book is – so many times particularly men we can kind of think, oh well, I'm in the bedroom it's you know it's let's nice. go let's go I'm ready and yeah. she, and in her mind it started back in the kitchen at supper time when she's sitting there trying to cook and kids are running under her feet and you're sitting over there on the TV you know and she's frazzled and hassled and you know hey get up out of your chair, go help in the kitchen help give the kids a bath you know get them in bed, read them the bedtime story she's getting her bath she's more relaxed she's going to be more des- desirous of intimacy because it started in the kitchen. Yeah, You, you were doing life with her. You were help- yeah. You were showing her that I love you. I care about you. I'm here to support you. I'm here to parent together. And I'm not just here to enjoy you in the bedroom and for 15, 30 minutes. And then I'm out of your life until I want you again. Yeah. That does not go over. I mean, that does not win a lady's heart. Um, so you know, intimacy a lot of times is a relational problem, and sex is really just like the thermometer showing you that something's wrong. Absolutely. You and, know. And one, and
1: uh, I remember Elizabeth Elliott made a comment one time, and, uh, you know, during a, sometimes I'd be on uh, uh, BBN or something like that, you know, where a show came on every, every Saturday or something like that. But she said the sexiest thing a man could do on God's green earth is the dishes and clean the house. Yeah. There, there was no better way to get in a woman's heart and, uh, uh, and completely, uh, make her feel wonderful and special and all those things. And so, uh, what happens in the bedroom is a culmination of a life. It's a culmination of love. It's a culmination of a partnership and exactly what pastor Huffman was saying. It's a, uh, you know, we're, it's, it's not just all about that. And, and the longer you've been married, the longer you, tend to realize you know it's too bad pastor that youth is wasted on young people and that maturity is wasted on old people yeah yeah and be,
2: pa- and be patient with each other particularly like yeah. in the early days of marriage yeah um you, you know lord willing your sex is going to get better yeah um <clears throat> as you become more attuned to each other and your own body listen to each other you know so don't don't feel like the honeymoon night is this is as good as it ever gets you know you, oh. hopefully you're newbies at it yeah. and and you're learning and growing and you can grow together and this is where you communicate and you say hey i like that more of this please yeah. you know what pleases you and you have those types of conversations and you're honest and open and, with and each they other. matter
1: and, and and you know folks exactly right i know this is a subject that maybe you're not expected to be listening to on this friday But this oh, is man. about marriage this is about marriage and that's a big huge piece of marriage and and that's why i i brought it up to pastor with the biggie so hang with us we'll be right back with you
0: doug will return shortly meanwhile you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements
1: I just want to hop on board too with one thing that pastor said inside of a marriage, uh, in many facets of a marriage, stay, uh, medically healthy, you know, get your physicals, uh, do your regular checkups, you know, put yourself in a position to do that. And uh, that'll really help you get through life because things just sneak up on you. They continue to sneak up on you. as you get older, it's not, uh, you know, if medical problems are going to come, it's when medical things are going to come. And, you know, I personally suffer from Arthritis and you know what they call fibromyalgia because I have more than eleven points or something. And my body was sort of, you know a helicopter accident and those types of things and broken neck, smashed face, collapsed lung and, and and these are things I need to stay on top of things in my life. My wife, uh, many of you know that Debbie's had in the past you know uh, medical problems and stomach problems and, and and sometimes they just show up. But just, and you need
2: to be sensitive to that, right. particularly in the area of intimacy. Yeah, you, you know be sensitive to your partner and maybe they're not feeling well that day. Maybe they're on that period at that time of the month. Maybe, maybe they've just emotionally drained that day. Yeah. And you know, the idea of sex is not what can I get out of you, but what can I give to you? That's right. You know, and sex should be, you know, biologically it's for procreation. Yeah. You know, I mean to rear a godly seed, but there's also an element that it's just enjoyable and God, and, gives, and it and and God gives it to us as a gift. And God gives it to us as a gift to enjoy. So we ought to enjoy it. So if you're not enjoying it, let's let's explore why. Is there a medical issue that needs to be addressed that's causing pain in sex? Let's address that and get help. Um, and let's go the, through
1: what we got to go through because yeah. things change. You know, as a as a 61-year-old man, I, I can tell you things are different for me than a 61-year-old woman and uh, and things of that nature. And, you know, it's still there. Our relationship's still there, thank goodness, and, and things of that nature. But be tuned in to your, you know, your spouse. Just... Just always be tuned in with each other, looking out for each other. Yeah. And so, should be
2: mutually. That's right. You should be mutually seeking to please the other person, not just, I'm here and for every the facet of your marriage. Yeah. yeah.
1: To include that uh, one person physical relationship. So we get to this place, careers. You know, I saw something when I was in the army. And uh, in a lot of cases in the army, uh, Pastor Huffman, you know, the, the lady's the breadwinner, or, mm. you know, she was higher ranking or something. So the husband gets out and stays home or, Whatever that is, but careers—they're a hard thing to juggle. Yeah, and uh, and certainly you've juggled a ministry career where there's people like me calling you in the middle of the night. Though I've never done that, I know there's people or members of the church that need somebody sometimes in the middle of the night.
2: Other times, funerals, marriages, weddings, terrible times, good times. Doug, for me, one of the challenges because I'm in a—I'm a people person. I'm also in a people-serving career, and one of the challenges that I have is that I can be neglecting my wife as I'm interacting and caring for other people. And, uh, you know, I can, I, I'm here. I am today, you know, doing a bunch of talking today. Well, guess yeah. what? My wife's going to want to talk tonight. And if I get home tonight and act like, Hey, I'm, I'm tired. I don't want to talk. I'm talked, want, out. I'm talked <laughs> out. I don't yeah. want to communicate. I'm, I'm robbing my wife of a relationship with me just because I've been busy talking, uh, today. So, you know and i can struggle with being in a public place and i'm a pastor hat or my people hat goes on and i want to talk to this person i want to talk to that person and uh my wife is getting neglected and so let me encourage you whatever career you're in you know make sure that your spouse knows they're important yeah you know you go to a party with your spouse remember you're with your spouse you know don't don't leave them over in the corner by themselves at your office party and they're feeling lonely and neglected. You know, you need to be dating your spouse. And uh, one one of the blessings of my life is the fact that my wife and I will take opportunities to date each other. And it doesn't have to be expensive. You know, we can go and share a plate at a Mexican restaurant, right? You know, but I'm spending time with her, and that that adds emotional strength to our marriage. Uh, I think so. Yeah. And this this um, this week. On, on Friday, we will celebrate 355 months of marriage. Praise God. And um, one of the things that I picked up from my parents was celebrating monthly. Now, by no means have we always celebrated monthly. And I would say in my latter years of marriage here, I've tried to be more diligent about that. But I've got to, Rania, don't listen to this broadcast uh, before Friday, but yeah. uh, uh, I've got a gift for her on Friday. It's not going to be anything grand and glorious, no diamond ring for our 355th month anniversary but i've got a little gift i'm going to give her uh on friday and just recognize another month of marriage uh with my wife uh well and great news for you this is two weeks out so good so you're safe so make sure you come up with that
1: gift or you're in trouble i'm in trouble and 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 i want to add to this pastor so mental health uh you know of a marriage and sometimes you know somebody just goes out the window on you and And you guys, you have to ensue that and uh, pursue that. You have to pursue health and all facets of the marriage and biblical counseling is all right. And some people, it's a little bit harder to get through marriages. And sometimes, you know, honestly, we were a little bit too hasty with who we picked or whatever that, you know, theologically, we're sticking with that. We're going down to the pastor. We're getting counseling. We're going to make it work. And, uh, um, but you know, I, I tell people all the time, pastor, don't avoid things or don't put things, you know, on the back shelf somewhere you know, handle those things as they come, just like a business. You know, when, when I was in the army, the requirement was I had to keep everything running perfectly. I had to keep the strength of our group exactly at a hundred percent. If there's a war tomorrow morning, they're not going to call me up and say, Doug, why are we at 90%? You know, it's your job to make sure that the numbers going out are being replaced and, and all these things. Now we got to go into battle we're supposed to have, uh, you know, 10,000 men, and now we only have 9,000 men or whatever the case will be. Well, in our marriage, we can't put things back. And I, I appreciate what Pastor Huffman said. And In my mind, summarizing what he said is, your career uh, recognizes that marriage as well. You know, my wife could come into my office in the military at any time.
2: With Doug, if, I mean, right before we got into uh, broadcasting today, my wife called me. Yeah. I, I took that phone call. It was it was brief she knew i was yeah what uh, didn't have long to talk but my wife and my children are important in my life and yeah. i'm not going to say 100% of the time but a great majority of the time if they call even if i'm in a meeting i'm going to take their call same here same here yeah they I, they, I, they have access to their their dad their husband uh, you know i may say hey i'm in a meeting do you need to talk can i call you back you know, maybe it's something quick we can handle, but they need to know they have access to you. But there it is. Let me let me just say, as we wrap up uh, this on marriage, God created marriage; He intends for it to be one man, one woman for life. And uh, we're not really going to get into much of this, but there can be biblical grounds for divorce uh, and remarriage, I believe. But I want to encourage you to approach marriage from the standpoint of we intend to stay together. As, as best as possible, and make this work. Seek help. Don't bail quickly. Don't bail just because it's easy. Do all you can to have a marriage that pleases God for life. And make that yeah, make that part of the reality of your marriage. And uh, and for those of you who,
1: you know, God knows the, the the sin we have in our life, those things we've been through, and sometimes you. You wake up alone and things like that, but we go, we get it right. We sin no more. We we lock in if, if God and allows get help, us. Get help. Yeah. Many, many get help, of our listeners get may
2: be in a difficult marriage, and we don't want to be um, ignorant of that or insensitive yeah. to that. And I want to encourage you to seek godly help. Seek out your pastor. Seek out a Christian counselor. Seek a godly friend to, to get help to strengthen your marriage. And I want to make a book recommendation. Paul David Tripp has a book. Uh, What Did You Expect? Redeeming the Realities of Marriage. And he talks about pulling the weeds in marriage and planting the seeds. And uh, so a a little book recommendation for you there. I've read it. It's a good book. Paul Tripps, What Did You Expect? Redeeming the Realities of Marriage.
1: Yeah. And, you know, folks, we've covered so much today. And I'm so thankful we got to a place where we're able to cover the biggies in marriage. And uh, actually, this was very comfortable for me. I wish somebody would have had this conversation with me. 40 years ago when I got married, I wish uh, a lot of this conversation was covered. And again, you know, marriage is all about, in all facets of the marriage, going out of your way to meet or exceed the needs of your partner. And if you both do that, you're going to have a great marriage. But the number one thing, so in the Army we used to say, uh, yeah, in the Army we used to say, families always. You know, duty first, families always. God first, marriage always. Hey, we love you guys. We'll talk to you real soon. Thank you.
0: more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at woundedspirits.com. May God bless you.